however fine the day, night must eventually fall. Katie Macaulay knew that truth well. For every bit of joy she'd known, life had served her an ever-increasing portion of pain and grief. Her Irish heart was just stubborn enough to keep going despite it all, and just foolish enough to believe someday the balance would tip in her favor. Finding a home amongst her displaced countrymen in a tiny town far from nowhere, in the dry and unforgiving vastness of the American West, seemed a fine argument in favor of optimism. Logic told her the odds of that happening were far too slim to be anything but a gift of fate. And yet, the town of Hope Springs wasn't without its problems. It had a great many problems, in fact. Michael, bring the butter crock, lad. We're eating without your father if he's not here in another five minutes. Biddy, Katie's dearest friend in all the world, gave her a look of utter exasperation. Katie set out the last of the dinner plates. She'd been invited to have her evening meal with Biddy and her family, an offer she appreciated more than any of them realized. Though she worked for a family who treated her with kindness and had the heart of a wonderful man, Biddy's brother-in-law, in fact, she often felt alone. Put the spoon in the colcannon, Mary, Biddy told her little girl. Then fetch the soda bread, if you will. Colcannon and soda bread. Twas a bit of the Emerald Isle, thousands of miles from Ireland. Biddy crossed to the narrow front window. Katie joined her there, looking out at the dimming light of dusk. Never fear, Biddy. Tavish'll round Ian up and bring him home to make his apologies. And not a moment too soon, it seems. Biddy looked back toward the rough-hewn table, where little Mary was carefully setting down the plate of soda bread. Thank you, love. Now you and Michael go wash your hands. With soap? Mary clearly hoped the answer was no. Aye, soap and plenty of it. Biddy eyed both her children. On with the two of you, then. She shook her head at their retreating backs. I swear to you, Katie, they'd eat out in the muddy fields if I'd let them, and return to the house so filthy you could toss them against a wall and they'd stick, Katie added. Biddy smiled, as Katie had hoped she would. But just as quickly as the lightness appeared, it faded. She set one hand on her hip and rubbed her forehead with the other. Her gaze lingered at the window. I am certain all's well. Katie spoke with all the conviction she could muster, but Biddy's worries were beginning to settle heavy on her as well. Tavish had left over an hour earlier, and could easily have gone to town and back in that time. As if making a finely timed entrance, the turning of wagon wheels and the pounding of hooves sounded from the yard. At last, Biddy breathed and made her way to the door. She pulled it open. The two of you had best... Biddy's eyes opened in shock, her words ending abruptly. Katie moved swiftly to the doorway. Tavish was climbing over the back of the wagon bench to the bed. She was certain it was the look on his face that had silenced Biddy. His mouth was drawn in a tense line, his eyes snapping with something very much like anger, and also a great deal of fear. What's happened? Katie called out. Come help me, he answered. Quick, Katie. Biddy stepped out with her. Just Katie. Tavish's voice was insistent, sharp almost. 
Katie had seldom heard Tavish sound anything but jovial. Something's happened, Katie, Biddy whispered. Something bad. Katie gave her hand a quick and she hoped reassuring squeeze. She too sensed the tension in Tavish. I'm sure all will be fine. She didn't fully believe it, but could think of nothing else to say. Alone, she moved quickly over the short distance to the waiting wagon. Tavish had made his way to the back and offered a hand to help her up. What's happened? She asked again, her voice low. Ian was nowhere to be seen. The wagon was empty except for a few crates and a messy pile of blankets. Why have you returned without Ian? I haven't. He spoke too solemnly for Katie's peace of mind. Tavish took hold of the nearest corner of the blanket and tossed it back.